0: Welcome to Fantasy or Reality, the GPP. Whatever road you took to get here doesn't matter. What matters is you're here. My hope is that we all can help one another in this journey. Welcome to Episode 5. I'm Steve. I'm a compulsive gambler. My last bet date was 5-2-21. And I'm eight seconds in and my wife already wants to kill me. I've already uh, went to the bathroom three times. I've had to get water several times, had to get chapstick. So uh, anyway, so this is going to be a special, special episode for me and for us. This is going to be my first guest on the podcast. It's going to be about affected others, which I think is something that is highly underserved in our community Uh, or not underserved, but just not talked about enough. Uh, there are a few people i've heard talk about it and i just think it's something important to talk about affected others are our family you know our spouses our children our just anyone in our life that's been affected by gambling so you know we as compulsive gamblers and people in recovery tend to focus a lot on ourselves and we need to uh, to make the changes that are necessary to better ourselves and better our lives and be better people for the people around us and for ourselves but Know our family members, they're going through this recovery as well, and they have to deal with everything we're going through. There's you know huge life changes when we go through this, so it's a process for them too. And my wife Kelly is going to talk a lot about her recovery, what she's doing today. So, we both see a therapist, and we have a little saying in our house we say, WWJD. Now, I know most people are going to think, What would Jesus do? but for us, that's become What would Joseph do? And when we sat down with him the first time, his big question was, who are you? So, Kelly, who are you?
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Kelly. I am obviously Steve's wife. Um, That's a big part of who I am. I am also the mother of two boys. Um, One is four, one is seven, so they keep me very busy. Um, so basically I'm a stay-at-home mom. I take care of the house. Um, you know, I take care of everything that goes along with being that, um, the person that I am today is definitely a much different version of myself from six months ago. So, um, you will learn more about me and basically as I talk through my recovery, you're going to get to know a lot about me. So I'm not going to dig too much into it um right at this moment but um you will see more and more about me as we go on in our questions all
0: right so what do you do today for your recovery what do you find is the most helpful thing for you
1: so as steve said um i'm going to a therapist i see him several times a month which has been extremely helpful um And I also go to Gamanon every single week. Um, I have come to really enjoy my meetings every week. I have come to really get to know the people in the room. And to me, listening to those stories of affected others has really helped me through my recovery. Um, You know, things that people say in the room, these are things that I thought throughout, you know, going through this very difficult time. so. that's been very helpful for me. And just getting to tell my story and talking on different topics through this, it's really getting me through it. And it's um, it's really been a huge learning curve for me. It's made me open my eyes more to things. It's, it's made me open my eyes more to the world. So it's really been a life changer. So that and basically just leaning on my sister a lot. I'm very close with my sister. So um, I talk to her every day. Um, And that's pretty much it. That's where I get all my support from.
0: All right, great. Um, So let's go back to the beginning um, when this all started, even before it started. So, you know, let's say, you know, your husband, your wife, whoever, someone who's listening, they think there might be something going on. They don't know what's going on. Um what do you think they should look for in their partner and uh what did you notice what did you see what kind of changes did you see in me before this all came out
1: The months leading up to before I found out um I did notice that you were very distant with me and with our kids um you just weren't yourself I would say more irritable and um you just seemed to be more stressed out but I pretty much just um, I just thought that it was due to the finances, you know, having to take care of a family of four, doing it all by yourself. That's pretty stressful. So, you know, I just basically would, I would just think it was that. Um, uh, I always in my gut, I felt something, but I would always just kind of push it away and just say, it's just, you know, it just, just. It's from my anxiety or, you know, it's just my brain going away because I'm at home all the time. I have a lot of time to think. So I'm just overthinking everything. Um, But the night before I found everything out, my body was literally screaming at me that something was just not right. Um, I felt it with every ounce of me. It's so hard to explain how, but I knew something was going on. I didn't think that this was it, but I did know that something was going on. Um, So it just kind of made me dig into things deeper. Um, I kind of did my own investigations and that's how I found out everything I found out. And that's how, how everything basically came to a head. But I would suggest to anyone who even thinks that something is off, you know, sometimes your body knows before your, your mind does. So don't, Don't just think that you're being crazy. You know, don't think that you're just overthinking things. Go with that feeling and stick with it Um, because I feel like nine times out of ten, your gut's telling you something.
0: So that day, you know, I talked about my gambling story so far. So anyone who's listening will have hopefully heard that. If not, go back and listen to the first few episodes. So can you tell us what was that day like for you on the 3rd of May when you
1: found everything out? Um, I would say that was probably one of the hardest days of my life. Um, the moment that I found out, th- well, first of all, the before everything kind of came to a head, um, that morning, I didn't feel good. It almost was like I felt sick. Again, this was before I actually figured everything out. I knew that something in my life was about to was about to explode i I felt like that something was coming at me um so i um I was actually with my mother in-law with your mom um and that was when I had found out that was when I had found out that um that's when I found everything out. I found emails, I found everything out. Um so that it was a very hard time. I didn't I had no idea what I was walking into. I had no idea how much debt we were in. I I really didn't know anything about it. Um I just saw a bunch of different credit cards on this website. So I was so taken back by it. You know, I my first thought was, oh, my God, are we going to lose our house? Are we going to lose everything that we've worked so hard for? How far in are we? Um, so I ended up leaving my kids with um, with her, and I came home. Um, I was so angry. Like, I couldn't even think straight, really. I Honestly, I don't even know how I got myself home because I was in such an emotional panic. I was crying on the way home. Um, so when I got here, it was, I was walking back and forth, just trying to figure out what to do. Um, I smashed our wedding picture just because I was so angry. So then at that point I knew I had to get myself out of the house because I was just going to destroy everything if I stayed in. So, um, I was... Going to head to Long Island, I was on such an adrenaline rush that I was going to head to Long Island to my friend's house. Um, I called her up. I told her everything that was going on. I just told her I have to get away. I have to get away from this situation. So I was um, probably two hours away from home and my adrenaline was gone. I had to turn back around because I was like, I need to figure everything out. I have to figure out how far in we are. I have to figure out how bad this is. So I just, I have to. I have to just go back and face this. So that's what I did. I turned around. I went back home. Um, I waited for you to come home. And then, you know, I I found, every, I found out within the course of a couple of days everything, but little by little, you know, we talked about everything and that was when everything kind of came to a head. So it, it was a very, very, very hard day. It was a very emotional day. I honestly thought that our marriage was over. Um, you know, I thought that life as I knew it was over, I had no idea what to do with our children. I had no idea how this was going to play out. Um, so it was very, very hard.
0: Yeah, that was uh, a tough day. Um, I'm glad it happened now, but uh, yeah, sorry to put you through all that. But anyway, so obviously we both have dove headfirst into recovery. We both are doing our meetings. We both go to therapy. We both have basically turned this into our life, which we'll get further into. But before we found our therapist, before you found Gammonon, before I found my meetings, what what did you do those first few weeks? You know, say someone hasn't reached out to find help yet, or they don't feel comfortable going to a meeting or anything yet. What, what did you do those first few weeks? Who would you talk to? What what did you do to try to get through those first few days or weeks?
1: Um, I talked to my sister a lot. Um, I leaned on her for most of it. She um, she really helped to get me through. And a friend also that is going through her own struggles. She was actually the one that told me about gamonon because I had never heard of gamonon before. Um, and it was hard. It was literally it was an emotional roller coaster. Um, most of the time I was down though. I cried a lot. Um, I was angry. Um, I was sitting with all of these feelings, and it's that's not before all this that was never who I was. You know, I was never one to really stay angry at something, I never held on to my feelings. I would just find a way to kind of let things go. So, um, I couldn't do that with these feelings. They were sitting in there and it made me so uncomfortable. I did not, I didn't put a name. I had, had no idea. I couldn't put a name to it. I couldn't really, um, do much of anything. The only thing that I knew that I had to do was I had to act fast on everything. Um, so I took over all the finances. I opened up a separate bank account with only my name on it. Um, I, my first initial reaction to all of this was that I need to now protect myself and our children and our house, you know, I have to protect our finances. So I just basically, I got the passwords to everything. I took everything over. Um, you know, this is all that with the help of my friend and, um, really almost like intuition, I guess, because it was just something that I just felt inside. I had to just I had to lay everything out. And, um, you know, it, I struggled with that at first, but now it's gotten much better.
0: So, you talk a lot about um, having so many feelings swirling around, you know, swirling around in your head, not knowing what to do with them. So, obviously, we both go to therapy now. Uh, and we both found that our therapist through the National Council on Problem Gambling, which I give the number at the end of this podcast. So, I would say, you know, we suggest therapy highly. So, you know, did you find, well, how how helpful do you find therapy? Therapy,
1: therapy completely changed my life in every single aspect. Um, It's amazing that we have found such a great therapist um, on our first try, because I've heard a lot of people say that it's extremely hard to find such a good therapist. Um, I've never been in therapy before this. Um, Honestly, without my friend's help pushing me, I probably wouldn't have gone to therapy. I was like, oh no, you know, at first I was okay. I'm like, I've got this, you know, I can, I can do this. I don't need therapy, but, um, I highly recommend it because, you know, he, our therapist has done wonders for us. You know, he has literally, he's moved mountains for us. I'm in awe of his work. Um, so you know, he basically just taught me that it's okay to feel. Of course, he like, one of the questions he asked me was, what do you, where do you want the feelings to go? What do you want to do with those feelings? Where, where should they go? So my response to that was, I just want them to go away. I don't want them. It's very uncomfortable. And that's when he said, well, that's growth. Growth is extremely uncomfortable. And really, it just all clicked that, yeah, everything that you're feeling, I'm allowed to feel like this. Of course, I'm going to feel this way. Of course, I'm going to feel angry. I'm going to feel sad. I'm going to feel resentment, you know. um, So now I just kind of allow myself to feel it. I always try to figure out why I feel the way I feel, and I'm able to kind of talk myself through it. Um, But I wouldn't have been able to do that without his help. So you know, anyone that's on the fence with therapy, I would say definitely go for it. It's so helpful.
0: Yeah, he's been incredible. And like Kelly said, we're very lucky that we found someone as special as him in our first try. You know, we've heard many stories of people going to therapy and not clicking with their therapist and then giving up on the, you know, after that thinking that therapy doesn't work. So, you know, we both can attest is, you know, if you find the right therapist, it can really change your life. You know, both of us do a multitude of things for our recoveries, but I think I can say for both of us that our therapist has been the biggest help, not, not even just in recovery and this addiction and learning about the addiction, but just everything in life. He He's helped both of us tremendously. So my next question, you know, obviously you are a part of Gammonon and you've become a very involved member over the last several months. So why don't you go over a little bit how you found Gammonon, how people can find it, um, and just what's what's a meeting like?
1: So, like I said, my friend was the one that was telling me about Gammonon. I actually attended an Al-Anon meeting at first because there were no Gammonon meetings. It's definitely not as big as Al-Anon is. So um, you know, obviously I I was able to sort of connect with people in Al-Anon, but it's a different addiction. So um I kind of wanted to search for something that I'm able to relate to more. So I went on gammonon.org and I just found um I do a virtual meeting every week. So I just clicked on the day that you know, I was able to attend, so it put me in this room. And at first, um, my first meeting, I would say, was very overwhelming because there was about, I would say, maybe six older women in the meeting. So just listening to them talk and stuff like that, I felt it It was a little difficult for me to connect with them because they were all older, so none of them were really in my position. Um, you know, I was looking for someone that could kind of relate more to me, you know, a younger mom um with younger children, you know, just more relatable. So um I went to a few more meetings and then, you know, I was starting to come to see that younger women were starting to go into the group. But it's funny because now being in it for so long, I look up to these women now. You know, um there's a woman that's been in it for 44 years and I think that's incredible. And the words of wisdom that she gives and you know the topics that she speaks on really speaks to me and i think it's wonderful and like i said you know i look forward to these meetings every single week um sometimes i'll chair the meetings and really it's been incredible for me to really relate to these women and now i'm developing relationships with them and they they're really meaning something to me i know it's only virtual but Seeing them every week, hearing them talk, it's almost like they're becoming close to me, like like a friendship pretty much. So I highly recommend Gaminon as well.
0: So like you said, you've gotten a lot more involved in Gaminon, you've gotten a lot closer with these women. So obviously they saw that you were getting involved, that this meant something to you, that you were actually working this program. Um, so you were invited to speak at a conference where Gamonon and GA members both came together to speak on different topics. And it was about three or four hours, right? So um, what was it like speaking at the conference? And what did you learn?
1: Well, I learned a lot. Um, I really enjoyed listening to the GA members speak a lot. And, you know, in this program, you learn that these are just people they're just people with their own struggles just like anybody else um one of the gentlemen that i was speaking with on the topic i he he uh called me before we spoke you know before we went on together and um you know he was just telling me a little bit about himself about his life how he's been in this for you know 20 something years and um you know when he started he had two young children as well he was a single father And just listening to him speak, I mean, I'm sure back then he was going through such hard times, but listening to him speak now, it was amazing to me. He was very open, he was very honest. And I find that to be truly amazing when you have people come on. You know, I think it's great for gammon on people to go on. Absolutely. I think that's also, it takes a lot of courage to do that. But to me, if you're able to own up to what you did, and you're able to go on and show your face and you're able to speak to people about it to try to help anybody, you know, it's it really speaks something about you. And so listening to GA, listening to Gamonon, these people are incredible. You know, through this entire journey, I've met with a lot of incredible people and just I love listening to people speak on it now. To me, it's very interesting. I like hearing their stories you know, um, unfortunately, you have some good stories. Unfortunately, you have some bad stories. But to me, I've been taking my recovery into it's been helping me because I'm learning so much about people. I'm learning about how to look at the world in a different way. So, um, you know, I was glad to um, I was glad to volunteer to speak on this. it was I was very nervous while I was speaking on it. Um, but I was very happy to do it.
0: So obviously I'm very fortunate to have such a wonderful wife in in many, many ways, of course, um, you know, I know not a lot of affected others dive this deep into recovery to try to understand our addiction. You know, Kelly's gone on a podcast before on the broke girl society. She recently did an interview on the bet free life. You know, she's really dove deep into this. I know how fortunate I am, but as addicts, compulsive gamblers, we have to realize that, you know, even if we're fortunate enough to have a partner that dives this hard into it to try to understand our addiction, um, you know, there's of course going to be struggles still. So we have to be accepting of that. You know, we cannot change the things that we, you know, the serenity prayer, you know, it's a really big thing for us. So, you know, can you just tell us about some of the struggles that you go through still day to day?
1: The biggest struggle that I've gone through since all this happened is trust. Um, it's something that I hope to one day get back, but that has been one of my downfalls through this. Um you know, anything can trigger me into, you know, um, what are you doing if you're not home when you're supposed to be home or, you know, throughout the day, if I don't hear from you automatically, my brain starts to go and then I have to talk myself back. Um, so, and when I first started, when this all first started, um, my biggest question was, how am I ever going to get through this? If I don't have trust, you know, the biggest thing for me is trust in a marriage. So that trust is broken. How do I move? How do I move past this? How do we move past this? Um, so for the most part, again, thanks to our therapist, I am learning that I do not have control over this. I have control over myself, but I do not have control over you. So you're going to do whatever you're going to do, regardless of what I do. So, um, I'm learning to stand on my own two feet on my own. Um, I'm going to be going back to school, I'm going to be entering into my own career. So that's really helping me through this as well. You know, just being able to have enough confidence in myself to say, this is what I'm worth, this is what I want to do. And as much as we are together in this, our coveries are together, we're also separate because I have my own path I have to take just as you have your own path you have to take. So figuring out what I want to do with my life and having a career, it's almost, um, it's helped me a lot as well. You know, um, this has all given me a lot of confidence. It's all given me a lot to think about with what I want to do with myself. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I handle my struggles. I mean, day to day, you know, I try to wake up every morning now, and I've been trying to give myself over to a higher power. And sometimes it's hard. You know, your days will be different. It's one day I could be up, one day I could be down. Um, If I'm having a bad moment in the day, you know, I try to just remember it's only a bad moment. I will not let this take over my entire day. And I'm usually able to move on from it. Um... But I just have to keep telling myself that what will be, will be. And the universe has a plan and it doesn't matter what I want it to do. It doesn't matter, you know, what I do. It's, this is what's going to happen. So um, I could only hope that you're out there doing the right thing. And, you know, I know you are just as, you know, I am. And um, the biggest thing was giving up control. And once you're able to do that, it will make your life a lot easier.
0: You know, the big thing I've learned is you just need to sit and listen. If your partner is upset or is questioning something, you just need to listen. You know, if if you're doing the right thing and you know you're doing the right thing, there's no need to get defensive. There's no need to fight back. They feel the way they feel because we, you know, have done so many things to make them feel this way so even if you're head first in your recovery you know don't get upset and when it comes back it comes back and you just have to be all right with it it's just you know god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things we can and the wisdom to know the difference you know we can't change how our significant others feel and you just like kelly said we work together but we have to work our own recoveries also so work your recovery every day, make yourself a better person. And, you know, it will all come in time. So Kelly, what advice would you give to other affected others?
1: Um, I would tell the biggest thing that I usually tell new people coming into the meeting is that you need to focus on your own recovery, get yourself the support that you need, because that's, what's going to save you. That's, what's going to save your relationship. You need to have somebody there to support you. And that's what Gamanon did for me. Um, you know, some people may not want to take that route and that's okay. You know, if you'd rather do therapy, you know, if you'd rather talk to a friend, you need to get it out and you need to have the support behind you. Um, Also patience, um, that was something very hard for me to learn is how to, how I could be patient with myself, not rush my recovery. This is a lifelong recovery for us as well. You know, um, if you want to make your marriage work or make your relationship work out, you know, you're in this for the long run or as long as you possibly can, you know, um, it's so important. Like I said, People have been in my group for over 20 years, whether they even need to or not. Some of the people aren't with their significant others or their um, compulsive gambler, but they still attend these meetings for the support because it's helped them in their lives. So I think that's incredible as well. So um, also be patient with with your compulsive gambler because they are going through a very hard time. You know, Um it's a very hard thing to go through with both of you. So patience, patience is key. Um, um, yeah. Um, basically that was the only thing, like I said, that was the only thing that worked for me. Therapy gammon on, you know, um, my therapist has taught me a lot about patience with myself, not to rush things, you know, um, not to compare yourself to either other affected spouses or, you're a compulsive gambler, you know, people, people have said to me, wow, it seems like you're doing so great in your recovery, but some days I don't feel like I'm doing so great. You know, some days they don't feel great. So you will have your up days, you will have your down days, and that's okay. You know, you're, this is all new to you, I'm sure too. So you're entering into this new world. So that's where the patience comes in. So.
0: So obviously we could talk about about all the negative things and, you know, we've heard about some of the negative things that come out of the addiction, you know, but can you talk about some of the positive things that you've gained through your therapy, through your changes, you know, through your meetings, you know, what has changed for you and for us in a positive way since this all began?
1: Um, Well, pretty much our entire lives have changed because of this in a positive way. It's been positive within myself because I have learned how resilient I can be through all of this. You know, when I first found out, I literally felt like I was crumbling on the inside. I had no idea what to do. I felt I felt shame within myself. I felt extremely weak. I felt like I had no idea what I was going to do. I felt like my life just fell apart. So throughout the last six months... So many things, even within myself, have come to light. So the biggest thing is my resilience towards everything. This has also affected our family life. You know, um, our marriage has gotten so much better because of how much open we are with each other. Um, We make sure to tell each other everything about our meetings and, you know, we tell each other about how our therapies are going. We make sure to stay in touch with each other. You know, we check in with each other. If we feel like one of us is upset about something, we make sure to say, Are you okay? You know, um, so our marriage has gotten so much better. Um, I've certainly learned through all this how to in, be more in the moment, be more present, enjoy my children more, be more patient with them. So it's changed greatly for them as well. I think they really feel it because. I think that they felt things as well, you know, before all this kind of came out, you know, kids are very smart in that way. So it's changed our, you know, it's changed our family life. It's changed my outlook of the world as well. You know, um, instead of being so judgmental over people with addictions, I've learned to look at it through new eyes and see that, you know, that person is obviously in a really, tough spot right now. They're going through a hard time. And I sympathize more with people with addictions or people struggling. You know, you become less judgmental and you're just, it makes you think more like, I wonder what about that person made them this way. And I really hope that they're seeking help. So going through this recovery has changed me in so many ways and I want to learn more about it. You know, I'm excited to, I'm going back to school for this area and I'm really excited about that. And yeah, it's it's changed everything.
0: So you were just speaking about wanting to go back to school. Do you want to um, talk further about that? What do you want to go back to school for? What do you want to become? You know, what has this pushed you into?
1: Well, thanks to my therapist, to our therapist. Um, I mean, like I said, I could not speak more highly of this man. He has just it's it almost makes me speechless i don't i you know <laughs> um with the things he was able to do and the things that he was able to bring out in both of us has touched my life in so many ways and you know every time i meet with him i just have the same thought like wow how does he do that you know i want to learn how to do that i want to learn how to help people the same way that he's helped me So after speaking with him, I am very interested in going back to school to be a licensed mental health counselor. So um, I'm hoping to start going back in the spring um, with furthering my education and, you know, um, getting my degree and hopefully one day becoming licensed. So, this has really pushed me towards, you know what I want to do. It's pushed me, it's helped me figure out I never knew what I wanted to do in my life, but I have such a drive to be in this world and to help people. So I'm really excited I'm really excited to start this part of my life.
0: So before we wrap up, um is there anything that you want to say to any other effective who may be listening? say it's there first day, they just found out what's going on. They just stumbled across this podcast. You know, what advice would you give to them to, you know, move forward in their recovery or just, you know, just so they can learn about what's going on. What advice would you give?
1: As much as it may feel like your life is crumbling right now, the best thing that I could do, and this is one thing that they say in the meetings is, As far as feeling like you have no choices, you have many choices in this and, you know, um, get yourself the recovery, put yourself into the recovery that you need, get yourself the support and, you know, you don't have to make a decision right away as much as it feels like you have to act fast. I have to figure out my life right now. Take a moment, try to figure out what you need to do, you know the biggest thing that they say is make sure that you're taking over all the finances, try to figure out how deep you're in. Um, and just, you know, just try Gavin meetings and try therapy just to see and give yourself time, you know, give the program time, give yourself time, give your significant other time. Um, and just, you know, it's something there there can be a light at the end of your tunnel. Um but just know that everything that you're feeling inside, the hurt, the anger, the pain, it's all very very normal and you will get through it one way or another. You'll pull through.
0: That was great. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Um I'll definitely be having my wonderful wife back on many times. I think she's got a lot to say, a lot of you know, advice to give and a lot to offer not just affected others but you know just like you know they can learn from us we can we can learn from them so i really appreciate you coming on thank you very much you did a wonderful job i love you thank you for
1: having me love you too
0: <laughs> thanks everybody for listening i really appreciate uh you guys taking the time to listen to both of us and we'll talk to you soon bye Here's where to get help. You can call or text 1-800-522-4700. That's the National Council on Problem Gambling. Or you could call 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. This is where I found um, the link to my therapist through my local counselor. And then also, we cannot forget our affected others. My wife goes to Gammonon every week and it's been a huge help to her. So anyone in your life who you feel like needs help or you've affected through your gambling, you can go to gammonon.org, G-A-M-A-N-O-N.org. The number is 718-352-1671.